our congregant, Diane Campbell, owns a candy store on Russian Hill, and it's called the Candy Store. I love it. And if you like candy and you've never been there, I highly recommend it. Just imagine shelf after shelf laden with so many colorful jars, and you want to reach in and sample every one. There are so many jars of treats, and each time you visit her store, there's something to explore there that you had not seen before. This Shabbat's Torah portion, Vayetze, is like a candy store. Dip your hand into one jar and out come dreams. Inside another jar are all the ways in which Jacob grows into a better person. There's the sour candy jar where even after God plainly tells Jacob, I will always be there with you, Jacob just responds, we'll see about that. I love the jar where Jacob and Rachel first meet. He falls in love so fast that after he kisses her, he bursts into tears. At the back of this store, labeled adults only, there is a jar with an aphrodisiac that Leah and Rachel used to lure Jacob to their beds in a competition between sisters. There's one jar filled with those very, very sour gummies. And that is the jar we're dipping into on this Shabbat. Open this jar and out comes the biblical character that we all love to hate. He showed up in last week's Torah portion in the most unsavory manner. And here he is again, that one family member who always seems to be working an angle. His name is Laban, Levan. Laban's dad is Bituel, who is Abraham's nephew. Laban, I'll use his Hebrew name, Levan, is an integral part of the Abrahamic family tree. His sister, Rebecca, married Isaac, so Jacob, star of this week's Torah portion, is Laban's nephew. Levan is a complex character because he's not purely evil. In fact, you could argue that pragmatically, he's looking out for his family's best interests. But there's something unsavory about him. It started last week in Genesis chapter 24, after Rebecca had met Abraham's servant, who slipped some jewelry on her. The Torah tells us that the moment Lavan saw that jewelry, he calculated how to get his hands on the family wealth. The Torah phrasing suggests that Lavan is motivated not by concern for his sister, but rather by greed. This Shabbat in Vayetze, we meet Lavan again as Jacob goes looking for his uncle. Jacob wants to marry Lavan's daughter, Rachel. Lavan makes Jacob work 
seven full years. And at the wedding, pulls a fast one and marries Leah to, Leah to Jacob instead of Rachel. And in order to marry Rachel, it will entail an extra seven years working for Levon. Levon's character is bad. His greed motivates him to hurt others for his own gain. So why do we dip in to this jar? Because we all have a Levon or two in our own lives. We may even have a little bit of Levon in ourselves, in our own yetzer ra, our negative inclinations. We strive to be good. We don't want to be motivated by greed, gossip, ego, meanness, or hate. We all make mistakes. Sometimes we say or do the wrong thing, and we have to make amends. But our primary motivation is to do good and be good. But there's this other person, our ex-spouse, our terrible boss, our coworker, our angry neighbor, the salesperson who cheated us. Levon is that person we know who's mean, difficult, greedy, pompous, obnoxious, or unkind. Maybe they're all those things. Levon keeps showing up, even though these stories are all about Rebecca, about Isaac, about Jacob. The Torah reminds us that there will always be a Levon in our lives. The question is, how do we respond? Who is a Laban in your family or in your circle? Who brings out the worst in you because they can be selfish, arrogant, greedy, or full of themselves? Whoever that person is, the parasha reminds us that the ball is in our court. Whenever I teach bar and bat mitzvah students about the fringes on the talit, I explain it this way. I've been doing this for years, even before I walked into that store. I always describe a kid who walks into a candy store. Diane's in the back room, and the kid sees the opportunity to steal some candy while her back is turned. But as this kid goes to grab the candy, she sees these tzitzit, these strings and knots that remind us of the commandments. So the kid decides not to steal the candy. Most of us don't wear tzitzit every day, but these Torah stories remind us that we can't control the behavior of others, but we can always work on our own responses to other people's unholy behaviors. In the end, it's not the Levans who will be remembered but rather our own acts of loving kindness that we will do throughout our lives. And may they be many. And so sweet is to fill an entire candy store.